0: Hello, geeks. I'm Princess Weeks. And I'm Tessa Netting. And you're listening to The Geeked Podcast, your weekly energy boost of the worlds, fandoms, and stories you
1: love. Every week, we're going to skim the surface of what's popular and then deep dive into the lore of Netflix worlds bigger than our own. And today is our first episode ever. Some may call it
0: The Pilot. Which leads us to today's theme, pilots. That's right. We're doing a pilot episode about pilots, baby, because we are just that meta. We'll be talking all about our favorite TV pilots and some we wish were never made. But before we get into that, let's tell the people who the heck we are, because you're like, who are these beautiful voices we're hearing? (laughs) I am Princess Weeks. I am a writer, YouTuber, fangirl for life. I geek out about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, anime, Fire Emblem, and really about just how amazing my co-host is.
1: Stop it. I think you're amazing. Guys, I think I have the best co-host. Seriously, Princess and I, like, connected immediately, and I just can't wait for us to become fandom besties. So, anyway, my turn. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello, everyone. My name is Tessa. I'm an actress, I make geeky things on the internet, and I will forever have an obsession with musical theater, Harry Potter, pop culture, animation, Halloween, and karaoke. Also, if a story has a sexy villain in it, I will 100% fall in love with them.
0: Yeah. And then we'll fight over who gets to have them.
1: We can share. Yes, but sometimes we don't want. to <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. We can fight. I'm gonna win. So let's oh, let's do all it. All right,
0: all right, Ravenclaw. Let's see. Let's see what you got.
1: <laughs> so, Tessa. Yes, princess. What is geeked to you? Oh man, what a question. Let's see. Um, geek to me means being like fully yourself as a fan not feeling, like, ashamed or embarrassed about the things that you love. It's, like, it's outwardly expressing that pure joy and pure excitement and then sharing what you love with other people that love the same thing. It's, like, that feeling of a fandom community. It just warms my heart, and it's my favorite thing in the whole world. So, yeah, to me, Geeked is, like, fandom community plus your own personal excitement and love. So what about you?
0: i like to add that, like, Being a geek is also the fever of finding new information in your fandom and really enjoying that process of, like, Uh, discovering new things and really engaging with that world, like, I love when I find a fandom community and I'm in the Wikipedia for like six hours trying to figure out how everyone's married, what's the history of this wand, what's the best kind of wand to build out of, you know. I love that. I love all the tangible things about being a nerd, the books, the art, the things you can look at and admire what people make. So the creativity and the passion and the like nerdiness of it all is all perfect to me.
1: I love it so much. So, guys, you can probably tell from both of our answers, like, geeked can mean literally anything. Geeked is simply an emotion taking us over. So, Princess, what's got you geeked this week?
0: There is so much to be excited about right now, Tessa. I mean, like, obviously we're biased, (laughs) but the Geeked Week trailer... Literally just came out and there were so many things that I was just so excited to see, like Sandman, uh, School for Good and Evil, First Kill. Like I'm, there's so much going on that's so cool there. I'm so geeked out about everything that's coming out.
1: Yeah, the hype is definitely real. And it's going to be so exciting to see all of the announcements and the behind the scenes. And just, I I just really love when the cast gets to talk about their experiences and it gets me even more hype for something I'm about to watch. So that makes me really, really excited. And I am personally so hype for Stranger Things. I can't Mm -hmm. even, like, control myself. So, like, Stranger Things Volume 1 is coming out tomorrow. So I'm Uh, losing my mind for everyone to see. So good. And then we're going to talk about it the next week. So everyone, make sure that you are doing your homework and watching Stranger Things. (laughs) Yeah, like, Stranger Things is going to be so epic, but also, like, Sandman, like
0: Sandman looks so so amazing. Like Sand has never looked so epic. Anakin (laughs) Skywalker, you're an idiot for not liking Sand. It's so what if it's coarse? Deal with it. Um but yeah, I I love Neil Gaiman's work. So being able to see it in this big budget way, I'm it's so cool. Like I I I literally my most anticipated thing ever, especially because American Gods ended up being so disappointing. I'm I'm mm. so ready to see what Sandman does. You
1: want a redemption. You're ready for I, the I, redemption. He deserves it. Like he does. he's made
0: such epic stuff. I'm like, oh, how
1: the most are you epic.
0: ruining such epic work? And thankfully Sandman is like the perfect kind of book series, comic series where you can expand and do a bunch of different things with it. So I'm ready. I mean, it looks amazing. Yeah, I I I'm so excited to see how this turns out. And I think that it it says a lot that they only give us teases of Sandman. Yes. Like it's all just like, look at this angular white man and look at this sand. And I'm like, yes, that <laughs> is that is it. That is exactly.
1: What you well, should do. Well, I don't want too much anyway. Like, I don't like when things get exactly. too spoiled. So I mm-hmm. don't want too much, but also like this is the perfect tease. You're like, ah, yes, it looks good. I, I'm intrigued. This is kind of what I pictured. Great. Let's let's keep going. Give me more. Exactly. Just tease me, tease me, Daddy,
0: and uh let's get the show on the road.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tease me, then give me the entire show. Like I don't want to. Tease me yeah. and now stop. Yes. And then <laughs> no, and no, I want it. no more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Just so you guys know, Geeked Week is happening from June sixth to 10th. So put it in your calendars. And during Geek Week, I think we both have special
0: <gasps> segments. Yeah. What are you
1: doing, Princess?
0: I am, of course, doing gay vampires and hosting the First Kill segment during Geek Week.
1: What about you? I'm doing a little panel for the School for Good and Evil. Woo! Which, oh my goodness, I, was so, so, so amazing. Good.
0: I loved those books. When I was working at Barnes & Noble, I and my friend Paige Turner. Hi, Paige, <laughs> if you're listening, which you should be. Um, I, We read these books over and over again. We had so much fun. I'm so glad it's finally being adapted because this has been worked on for like ever. Mm -hmm. So this is so cool. I can't
1: wait to see your (gasps) set. Oh, it was incredible. I had the best time and the girls are, I just, I don't want to spoil anything or say anything, but they are amazing. Their chemistry is perfect. And the whole thing is perfect. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) I believe it because you're in it. So
1: um. So, also, I got to tell you, Princess, I finally i am all caught up with Bridgerton. Yes! Finally. I know. I know. I know. I. It was one of those things where, like, everyone else, this happens to me sometimes, I get overwhelmed when everybody watches things at the same time, and then there's all, there, uh, when I'm like, ah, I can't finish in time, so I need to just, like, wait until the time passes and then have my own moment.
0: Uh, (laughs) You know, I always said I was going to do that with Supernatural (laughs) and then here I am not watching it. Um, But I will say I'm very glad that you have finally caught up, especially because it was announced that next season is going to be all about Colin And Penelope, and um, first of all, Penelope, girl, you deserve better. Um, But we are praying that they will do the same fixing of personality with Colin that they did with uh, Anthony this season. Because,
1: girl, does he need it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Anthony was amazing. That he was like Anthony is so good this season. Like did such
0: a really amazing
1: job with him.
0: And so I'm so excited to see because it it just proves that when it is time for the focus,
1: they know what to do. so I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm waiting, I'm excited. They've done it right so far. I loved the second season even more than the first, personally, just because I, I love that good kind of like angsty vibes of, of the feelings. I love a good slow burn. There is nothing more
0: erotic than a man <laughs> realizing, like when he went up to her and was like, do you know all the ways you could be seduced? I was like, shut shut up stop ruining men for me because right now like what am I supposed to do with this I was like it was big sploosh energy yeah and I loved it and I watched it with my partner and we both like giggled like children when that happened it was fantastic
1: I I need more it was perfect
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It was so perfectly done. And I just love the chemistry between the actors. Yes. I love Kate. I'm glad Daphne got decent bangs this time. <laughs> sort of those weird baby bangs she had in the first season. <laughs> we love growth. We love change. We love bang growth. <laughs> we love bang growth especially. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a romance world and I'm ready for more of it.
1: On TikTok, they created this, like, Bridgerton musical. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> so, okay, so I, I don't think they've put it on anywhere, but they recorded um these two girls, Barlow and Bear. So it's Abigail Barlow and Emily Bear. They created this Bridgerton musical, and it is— It's so insane. It's amazing. And it just won a Grammy, like, by the way, P.S. And, like, that's how good it is. But it's just—I'm obsessed with it. Here, let's just play a clip of it right now so everyone can hear. What a beautiful party. I look up at the ceiling a lot. The chandelier is so sparkly. You never said sorry. Guess you forgot. And I— became so obsessed with their songs that I rewatched all of Bridgerton like after listening to the whole musical and it just deeply like it it made me love it so much more and I was like oh my gosh this is so perfect for a musical like this is so good (laughs) and it just would be an amazing musical that sounds
0: that sounds so good. I love that. Oh my god, you actually just brought me back <laughs> in time to cuz we both were like Potter heads. Um, do you remember a very Potter musical
1: girl, with Darren Chris? Girl, do you know that I'm married pig to muts, Pig Pigfarts. Girl, you know I'm married to Snape. Oh, hell <laughs> <Hail> Voldemort. <laughs> He's literally Joe Moses from a very Potter musical is my husband. So That's, your husband. that's my husband. Okay, so you <laughs> <laughs> so yes clearly I, I can <laughs> stalk you
0: enough on online They're Like oh my god that is hilarious yep. so yes I know a very Potter musical very very well you, you, you can say that you're intimately
1: <laughs> that the Snape thing creeps me out test. though
0: he cannot do it I hate when he yes. does it and he gets into it I was like no I don't like this I don't like it at all She's like, you forget, I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm a Ravenclaw. Take that somewhere else, right? I
1: was like, no. That is so funny. <laughs> yep, he's a lawyer now. Can you believe it's beautiful? Snape turned a lawyer. The Snape
0: to lawyer pipeline. <laughs> ah, ah exactly
1: <laughs> it's a beautiful thing but yes I loved A Very Potter Musical so much for that exact reason because it really was mm-hmm. the first time that you had seen this whole musical production this is beautiful that now like TikTok is this whole new place where people are like putting their little songs that they've written for fan appreciation and it, it's just being spread and other fans are like commenting and also creating their own versions like the whole ratitude musical I don't know if you've heard about that but it was- I know no I heard about that it was so like this is the thing about like the
0: gay community is like they have this longing to to just create such great art and it comes yes. out so beautifully and it's so exciting to see that like I'm glad Bridgerton has that because part of the reason why I love Bridgerton is that like I got into the series as I started to, like, understand the romance genre. And when I tell you that the romance genre goes so hard for, like, nerdy, progressive, all these kind of good stuff. I've read so many amazing, like, nerdy girl novels. And I'm just like, you know, this. Jo- I'm so glad that this show has shown that, like, romance is popping. Like, mm. I've known so many people who have never picked out a romance novel but are, like, because of Bridgerton, because of just how, like, compelling like, it was. They're like, oh, I'll check it out. And because that's such a, you know— uh, socialized female genre. It's so good to see that, like, not just doing well, but like thriving yes. so big on a platform like Netflix that, like, people are making TikToks for them. That's so, uh, that warms my heart. <laughs> Perfect. All right, all right, all right. To get us into the pilot mood, let's do a quote-unquote lightning round of really, really bad pilots and decide if they were ahead of their time or need to stay locked away in a vault forever. In this segment, we are calling Flyer Flop. So I want to first <laughs> thank the people of IGN for doing the work so that we didn't have to for some of the ones I'm about to ask. So first one is, hi, oh honey, I'm home from... Oh. 1990, Too Soon, a sitcom about Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun who have trouble getting along with their wacky Jewish neighbors.
1: No, absolutely not. No, I hate it. Absolutely not. No. Uh, Yeah, that's a flop. (laughs) Flop. Like the ultimate flop. Like, I, I don't know if anything could flop harder than that. It invented (laughs) flop. Yes, exactly, exactly. I hate it. We need to move on immediately. Okay, next we have Who's Afraid of Diana Prince? And this happened in 1967, and it was a pilot about Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, a wallflower who wants to save Steve Trevor from a deadly storm, but instead spends the majority of the episode arguing with her overbearing mother about why she's still single. Dear. So... God, what are we thinking?
0: Right, <laughs> that, that's floppage. Like, why I is Wonder Woman fly. so cursed? You're gonna flood fly. it fly. Why fly? Because that's actually <laughs> interesting. Why do you want this to fly?
1: Because this is so ridiculous. It's so absurd that I want to see it. I want to see like freaking Wonder Woman going on dates and being like I'm single but also trying to save the world. It's like mom, like get off of me. It's almost like like the overbearing mother superhero thing is almost like in The Boys where she mm-hmm. like the mom is too much like a stage mom, so it's like Wonder Woman's mom being like the ultimate stage mom, and her being like, "I just want to go, like go to school, mom. I'm into it. I think it's really weird, and it would be cursed, but I love it."
0: All right, so that's a fly from Tessa. All right, next one. No, I am. I mean, I Wonder Woman can fly, so so can this show. All right, next is Puczynski, a Chicago what? cop. Oh, God. This is from 1990. Uh, Jesus. A Chicago cop who gets killed on the job and winds up possessing the body of an English bulldog or rather a horrifying animatronic bulldog that talks, bites, crotches and has off-putting existential crises. Um, I want it. I want it. I think it's great
1: why is the bulldog animatronic though like why why because
0: they were cheap
1: um (laughs) they're like no dog actors we can't like we don't want to mess with that we just want to have this weird robot dog like does the dog talk if the dog talks then yeah he
0: he talks and bites crotches get you a dog that can do both um i just and it's peter boyle i wow wow (laughs) Someone made that, and it was meant to be for children, and children were like, how dare you?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's really weird. It is so bizarre that, like, I I don't know. I'm thinking of, like, Wish—I loved the show Wishbone growing up, and so, like, that's a dog that they did well. This sounds more cursed than Wishbone, but, like, you know, if the dog is funny, then it depends on how funny the dog is. (laughs)
0: The one that I really liked is Mm -hmm. the amazing screw-on head from 2006 because I love Mike Magnola because the Hellboy amazing and mm-hmm. uh, so it's a story about a robot secret agent with a screw on head and like a bunch of different like body parts mm. with modifications and abilities and he works for President Abraham Lincoln and protects the world from supernatural threats to like national security now of course he, he won't be strong enough to stop him from being shot by John Wilkes Booth but at least he can get the Vampires. I love it's like vampire, like Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter with his
1: friend, (laughs) his boyfriend,
0: the amazing screw on
1: head. Oh, my gosh. I, okay, this one, I got a flop. Personally, I can't do the different heads, screw-on head thing. I used to have this doll as a kid, and its name was, like, okay, it was my mom's doll that she gave to me, and I swear it was cursed. It was, like, head. it was named Hedicabetta or something, Ew. and you would, like, screw its head face around, and then it would, like, change expressions, and I hated it so much. It was so creepy, and it, like, was too scary. Way too scary. So, this reminds me of that and I can't do with like taking your head off and putting on different heads so this is it's a no for me dog for this one but <laughs> it's a flop
0: for trauma reasons which, yes. is a, which is just a legitimate reason to not want to put something to pilot so I get it yeah no I'm thank rooting you. for you screw on head but Tessa <laughs> says nah well that's the end of that segment thank goodness for parachutes some of those pilots were truly horrendous but in a way that you can't help but love <laughs>
1: So, Princess, let's start out with what do you think makes a good pilot?
0: I think a really good pilot sets up the, the dynamics of the characters really early on. I was re-watching the original Charm series pilot, and what's really good about it is that it sets up what all the women do— where they're at in their lives, and their dynamic as sisters. You know, Prue and Phoebe have some beat from the past and their relationship feels very lived in. You know, Piper is very much being a middle sister. We understand that they're just just a deaf in the family and they've all moved back in together at this house. The magic is set up really quickly in the series. And it's very good at Letting the mythology lead the way Mm. and trusting in the dynamic of these three sisters fighting each other again to really be your entry point into this series. Like special effects is like, that's cute. But you're really here to see how these three women who were so far apart come back together. And I'm like, that's a good yeah. Pilot. And I think just to, like, if you watch the test pilot of Charm, which if you have certain Blu-rays, they contain it. And while the actress who played Phoebe, because she was the one who was replaced to be Alyssa Milano in the final cut. The chemistry isn't as tight, yeah. And it's like there—it used to actually be very important to chemistry. Read all your actors together, <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I say that because with the new Charm series, I remember when I did an interview and I was interviewing them. They've said that they didn't test the sisters together, Whoa. and it's like—and I'm like, how do you do a series about sisterhood and you don't chemistry test all your leads? That's so bizarre to me.
1: That blows my mind. Yeah, that seems like the first thing you need to do is to make sure that the relationships feel real like the actors need to nail that and if they don't nail that then it's hard to dive into the world if you don't believe the characters and their relationships yeah that's the number
0: one thing (laughs) absolutely and that and that's what I think stands out really well about the charmed OG pilot versus the newer pilot like it's not so much special effects because those are mm. always hit and miss right? it's really about the emphasis on what does it mean for this sisterhood to be brought back together and it's the thing that makes me love rewatching that pilot despite like having my ifs and buts about the series it's a really strong pilot
1: a pilot that I think is incredible is Stranger Things told you I honestly think it's Mm. one of the most perfect pilots to ever exist. Like, it is, it's so well done. It's so well done. A reason that I really, really fell in love with that show almost immediately is it felt grounded in reality. The emotions and the stakes felt like human emotions and human stakes. And then... There is a supernatural element on top of that. It wasn't just like, let's dive into the mystery or, you know, look at this human legend. Let's do this. It's like, no, my son is missing. My friend is missing. Like, this is why we're going into this. And then we find a supernatural thing. Like, that's so having those human emotions like underneath these fantasy shows are so important because otherwise you'll get you'll get caught up in everything else and you'll forget. Absolutely, yeah, and, and
0: and I really miss this. And I will say, like, on the flip side, a show that I think really does use the pilot-streaming thing really well would be The Witcher because I think Mm. The Witcher was built along the line of like yes this is going to be a little confusing but if you choose to be invested in the series it will all pay off and for me as a like like a fantasy nerd I was like okay I'm ready to be confused I'm ready I'm ready (laughs) I love that too I do yeah I was like I was like okay like you're not going to tell me everything at once I don't Mm -hmm. know what's going on But, like, you're giving me spectacle, you're giving me stakes, and you actively are building the pilot about it being a journey, not a destination. And I'm like, okay, let's do it then. And I think that was a really well-done use. In my opinion, I know some people don't like it, but I loved it. And I thought it was a really well-done use of how to take what could be a very straightforward fantasy setup exposition story and just be like, okay we're just taking you on a journey into this world with different vignettes that's showing you these characters in and out of time so that when they come together, you feel fulfilled because you've seen how they've all individually gotten to this point collectively. And I thought that was really, really well done of blending that episodic vibe with an overarching plot together in one.
1: So, Princess, I need to confess something. (laughs) Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) Uh, so, I've actually never seen any of these pilots that you're talking about. I have not seen The Witcher yet. I'm getting out of here. I haven't seen, I haven't seen any of these, so I'm, Cut like... Cut my life into pieces. pistol know my- <laughs> I'm breaking your heart. I can feel it. It's really... It's up. <laughs> Um, a a show that I liked, a pilot that I liked is Supernatural. I love, love, love the show Supernatural so much. That pilot, it aired in 2005. Like, and it was one of those things where Supernatural, it has like something like 15 seasons and it also had 22 episodes that were 40 minutes each. There's so much There, that it is overwhelming and ridiculous, but that first season is so solid, and that first episode does such a good job of showing like the relationship between Sam and Dean. But it's so like this show is so different than shows now. Like, I don't even know if this show could work now because it does spend a lot of time that first season, like sitting with the characters and like doing like a monster of the week episode and not doing, like, oh, we must follow the overarching plot. They do that later on. But I miss mm-hmm. that, too, because it just feel You really get to know, like, the characters underneath. And then when you know them so well, I think it's because both of us really like books as well, because we can, you, you know, know, we like to just feel really nice with the characters and then sort of go on adventures with them that I, I do miss that but I understand because that was a lot of television and there's so much to watch
0: it's a lot of TV it's it's really and you, and you but you name drop Supernatural, which is like Buffy boy Buffy, as I call it. <laughs> like with Supernatural, because I was on Tumblr in the era of the super, super hoolah fandom, yeah, girl. So so to me, A Supernatural moment. is like this. It's like this moment in time, but also like the literal Tower of Babel. Like every no one language about the topic. Is completely accurate. So, oh, like okay. you talking about it, I'm like, oh, it's a good pilot, okay. Because I, I've, I've literally not seen a singular episode of Supernatural. <gasps> That's so not wild. Even, not even the ending, yeah. And it's like, but like, I'll see the discourse and I'll be like, <laughs> maybe I should stay away from this girl because this is dangerous. It's an intense
1: fandom. I don't know what it is. Supernatural to me is. Perfect. I am trash. Mm. I'm so trashy. I love going to Vegas. I love hotel rooms. I love going on like road trips. And Supernatural just brings together like these two brothers on a road trip, like, you know, going around the United States and hunting monsters. And I love ghosty stuff. I'm a little witchy, witchy bitch. So I was, it was just everything to me. But is it like good? Is it a good pilot? I don't think so. Like, Stranger Things is a good pilot. Like, I don't think that Supernatural is a good pilot, but it's a good pilot to me because it got me hooked, you know?
0: Yeah, that's what matters because, like, in a lot of ways, like, that's how Lost Girl is to me. So, like, so going back to this Tumblr year, so, like, I loved Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that everyone's opinions on Doctor Who, I was like, well, I disagree with all these people's opinions. So when Ooh. Super Hulock was a big thing, I was like, well, y'all are wrong about all these other things, so I'm not going <laughs> to trust you and watch these. I'm going to, like... And so I just took a very bisexual pivot, and I was like, I'm going to watch a show with the bisexual succubus instead. Mm. I'm going to watch Merlin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, these
1: are all... You Literally every show you mentioned are shows that people crucify me for not watching. They're like, Tessa, what are you doing? Like, I swear to God, like all of these shows. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like my secret list in the back of my head that is coming to haunt me. All of these shows.
0: It's all right. We're here to balance each other okay, out because, like, it, it really is like that was like my pivot. Because you, like, I did not, like I said, you, Supernatural is no, a huge I'm fan base. i a basic base. fandom d- bitch, so we're good. So, like, I'm just sitting here, like, yeah, I was watching, like, that. I was watching Killjoys. I was watching Winona Herb. So, like, I just had no space so for Supernatural. Interesting. But I, and I never watched, I still haven't watched Sherlock. I, I was, I was like in the elementary versus Ooh. Sherlock. W- Wars, what? I went to elementary. My name is Joan Watson. And it was great. I love elementary. Whoa. Elementary. Oh, so, all right. We're going to, producers, pin this. We're going to have a Sherlock Holmes off episode.
1: <laughs> oh my God, please. I will I will defend Benedict Cumberbatch with everything in my body. The
0: name's Sherlock Holmes.
1: And I will defend Lucy Lou Watson. All
0: right, we're <laughs> going to make a note of this. We're going to have an entire episode about Sherlock Holmes and going off. And you know what? It's perfect because then we can bring in Henry Cavill as like thick Holmes, you know? just There's like, like <laughs> And here's another one. Here you go. And here's a man. (laughs)
1: Um, Oh, my God. That's so perfect. That's flattering. One thing that I want to bring up real quick. So when I was thinking about good pilots, like in my brain, I mentioned three. I had like a list. I made a list of three things that in my brain made a good pilot. So the first thing was something that grabs my attention. Like, something in the beginning that immediately just, like, grabs my attention, makes my heart happy. That could be, like, an attractive or interesting character, Uh, intriguing plot point, the style, tone, something. I need something that's going to keep me watching. So that's number one. Number two, I said good character intros, which you talked about. It's like, you got to feel the relationships. The actors have to nail it. You got to feel the chemistry. It needs to feel real. And then my third thing, which I think is might be one of the most important things in a pilot to me is a WTF moment. I need a moment Mm. in the pilot where I audibly scream, gasp, or there is a reveal or twist or something that makes my brain melt. I need something to make me go, (gasps) like... I, e- either it's something visual or something where I'm like, I need to figure this out. What? This is like this. Ah. It, just like I, my fandom brain needs to explode. So that mm-hmm. was like, I'm wondering, is are there any WTF moments in your favorite pilots or pick one specific one that just really like made you <laughs> feel all the feelings? That's a good one.
0: I think if I go back to to Lost Girl, I think... Just, like, honestly, the reveal that she was a succubus was a really big deal to me because, like, we have to remember, this was, like, 2009, yeah. 10. This was vampire, werewolf, central. Right, Twilight, all that, yeah. And then, like, they very much show her from the beginning being attracted to men and women. So I'm, like, oh, so she's, like, so, like, it was a smaller WTF of, like, oh, they're doing, like, a succubus. So this has to include sex. And she's, like, it's attracted to all genders. And I'm, like, oh, like... They're actually gonna make this kind of show. Okay, I have to see where this goes because we get so many where it's like there's a gay sister right. or a gay best friend, but to like have the lead be bisexual, I was like, Oh, we haven't done this before. Yeah. So like my Xena heart was like, okay, we're off to the races. <laughs> so that was definitely a big uh WETF moment for me. And then in charmed um, the original pilot, the W2F moment for me, is when you find out that Piper's boyfriend is a demon. Like, and he tries to kill her in the vest. Like, they, they get that. their keys. Like, a witch-murdering demon— she doesn't have her powers. So she doesn't know yet. Her powers awaken, and immediately she gets attacked by a demon, and it's her boyfriend. I'm just kind of like, love that. Yeah. It's such a good. It's such a good like, oh shit moment.
1: Yes. And then another one that I can think of is again Stranger Things. Like they did it mm-hmm. so brilliantly, where they had this sort of beginning setup where you felt like the E. T. '80s vibes, like kids on bikes, you know, D and D, spooky, scary, like scientist, what's going on, and then like, then you just start following Will, and then he just goes, and, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's coming, it's following him, Oh my, run, 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 and his parents, like, his mom's not there, his brother's not there, he runs into the shed, he has, like, gets the gun, and then it, like, you look up, and, like, the camera pans, and you, like, nothing is there, you don't see anything, but you hear, hear the Demogorgon sound, then you see the light bulb, it goes to black, and then he's gone and then the freaking like title credits start and you're like yes this is it like i just love a good title credit moment too where it's just like it goes right into it and you're like this show hasn't even started yet and this is it you right. know so yeah. i just like that's a good oh, one so brilliant i love a good title title card moment before so good so good i love these shows obsessed
0: we love television we do (laughs) (laughs) we love good tv so we've been we've been positive we've been (laughs) light talking about
1: what we love so let's talk about the bad stuff oh man so the first bad pilot that i can think of is like it pains my soul because it's a show that i love so so much it's black mirror The first episode of Black Mirror is unwatchable to me because so many of the other Black Mirror episodes are so smart. They're so like diving into more of the technology thing, not just like this is what how horrible people are these days. Like, I don't know. It just I don't like it. I literally whenever I told people to watch Black Mirror, I told them to skip the first episode and then to go back to it. It pains my heart so much because that show is everything to me. I love that show. It's so... It, it just blows my mind that it just hurts it my sa- heart. It says a lot that that
0: that pilot <laughs> is iconic for one reason and one reason alone. And like... But no one actually enjoys that episode. But the rest of the series is so interesting. Like the same show that gave us one of the greatest episodes of all time, San Junipero, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, also made yes made the pig fucking episode. And I just like, and I just was like, and I remember thinking to myself like, he's not gonna do this. Like you know, the whole time you're just like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna with the pig. He's just not. And then it happens, and you're just like,
1: <laughs> just doesn't even set you up for the brilliance of the rest of it. Like, I understand that it's not following a specific plot or anything, but still, it could have— There's so many better episodes that could have just had people, like, get into it, and I feel like so many people aren't— haven't watched it because they watched that, and they're like, no way, I'm not watching this. Like, I'm not going to watch it. And you're like, this isn't every episode. This is just this one weird episode. Like Yeah, that is— <sighs> The WTF moment went too far. It went too far. It touched the stars and landed among the
0: pigs. You know, it's just like <laughs> it feels weird to say that for me going back to pilots that I did. I dislike. It's the Vampire Diaries pilot, which interesting. Here's the thing: it is the biggest. It was until Arrow came out, the most successful CW pilot ever. And like, really? Here's what. Here's the thing: the Vampire Diaries. First couple of seasons is low-key excellent. Like, it was actually a very solid suspense show. The character writing was really good. And, like, overall, I do really like it. The big problem, though, is that they include a voiceover. Oh, no. Of the characters. Talk, like, Dear Diary. Dear Diary. I couldn't have been more wrong. And I was just like, girl, if you don't stop like it's really like it's distracting it's ch- no it's like it's like the most cliche like the cw is really known for like the cliche of being like a very yeah. white very like Pretty. saccharine network yeah and this pilot is all of those things in mm-hmm. one like and it's I just see. like it, like the characters are just so they're at their least developed and it feels so cringe To, like, listen to the voiceover, to, like, all of the, like, "Ah, you're here. Like, all of the, like, tension and, like, you know, they changed because, like, it's based on a book series and they changed a lot of, like, like, Elena's supposed to be, like, this icy blonde. They very much made her, like, more twilighty yeah. and i was just like and like and i already had beef with nina dobre because she's the reason that jt got shot into grassy well stabbed into grassy so me and her have beef from then so i was already like <laughs> you already were coming in like
1: ready to i was fight. already like Elena. you mean
0: me you mean mia <laughs> and, then, and she and i got words but like it and like riverdale are like just so i love riverdale i'm trash. I, so here's the thing Here's the thing, here's the thing. So I uh, the first season of Riverdale is trash. The second <laughs> yes. season is when it's like, okay, cuz I think I didn't like Cheryl Blossom until second no, season happened and she does that dramatic hair <laughs> flip and white and I'm just like, I've been wrong this whole time. Riverdale She's actually is- great.
1: Is so nonsensical at this point. It is, it is so beautiful. It is it makes no sense. And it is, it has gone balls to the
0: wall. It's like I don't even know. It's like baby's first twin peaks. It's like baby's first twin peaks. Oh, it's so weird. I love it. I love the, how weird it is. It is weird. It makes no sense. No I sense. I suck with all of that. Even even. My favorite thing—the serial killer gene—which is there's an episode of *Law SVU* where Lily Reinhardt is it. I'm just kind of like, is that serial killer gene she has? You're her like, bed. I know, I know your but, secrets. But to me, the thing that I that I really, really dislike about the *Riverdale* pilot is that kiss between Betty and Veronica that they put in there. Like the do you, see, you may not remember, remember it, but it. in the pilot episode. They set up Betty being like someone who like is implied to self harm with her like gripping her nails. Oh, Veronica right. comes. They do like a little routine in front of Cheryl, and then at the end of it, they just make out for no reason. And, and it was just and like Cheryl was just that. like this is boring, which was our first indicator that Cheryl was queer because she's already like, um, I don't believe in queer baiting actually. Like in in a season and a half, you guys to feel real ridiculous about this, but it was it was like one of the moments that was just like. Oh, like, rather than, like, actually do anything interesting with, like, the fact that people do shit Betty and Veronica, you have them do this very I cliche, see. very, like, early aughts, like, same-sex kiss. Right. It just felt very weird. And to me, not indicative of what the rest of the show is really yeah. about. Like, the rest of the show is it. very, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's a very boring, very, yeah. like, f- trying to play, like, the Miss Grundy stuff is in there where, like, she's, a, where she's sleeping with Archie and you're just oh. like, Miss Grundy? <laughs> See, you forget. forget. That first season was really was really trash oh, hard it was and trash. I was like but I remember. <laughs> um but I'll never forget. <laughs> All right, so I think that's all we have for pilot season. But I just want to say one more thing, Tessa, that I really want us to have that Sherlock v. Sherlock Holmes episode because I want to hear your defense of Sherlock and I want to defend elementary because we both love them very strongly and I think we could have a fun, meaningful, spirited debate about it.
1: Oh, yes. Princess, I just—before I tell you my one more thing, I need to let you know that I made a YouTube video called A Hundred Different Ways to Mispronounce Benedict Cumberbatch's Name. Beniful Thunderpatch, Butterscotch Cabbage Patch. Benadryl Cumbersnatch. Bubble Wrap Caddyshack. And one of my walls used to be one of the walls of Sherlock, so I was absolutely obsessed with that man, so I can't wait. And, Princess, one more thing that I just have to make sure that everyone is aware of and that everyone remembers from this episode is that Stranger Things is the most perfect pilot to ever exist. And to re-watch the pilot of Stranger Things, because it's been a while probably since a lot of you have seen it. And if you watch it again, you will just it blows my mind how perfectly they set up the characters. They it's all through action, not through them, not through them over-explaining things. Just it's 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 flawless. It's perfect, and it should be celebrated. So rewatch it. That is
0: not only a good addition to this conversation, but also good marketing and branding from uh, this Netflix uh, <laughs> <Deep> podcast. <laughs> That's <right. laughs> The Geek Podcast is hosted by me, Princess Weeks. And me, Tessa Netting. Find me on YouTube as Princess Weeks and on Twitter as Weeks Princess. And you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all the internets, at Tessa Netting. Thank you, everyone who's listened. And thank you to the amazing team at Netflix Geeked for putting this all together with us. We look so forward to talking with you guys, and it couldn't be done without our amazing people.
1: Thank you. Guys, this is a Netflix Geek and Spoke Media production. Our executive
0: producers are Keisha TK Dutez, Brigham Molesley,
1: Aaliyah Tavakolian, and Keith Reynolds. Kelly Cole is our producer. Reyes Mendoza is our associate producer. Delora Patton is our coordinating producer, and Carson McCain gets a special thanks for being awesome.
0: Sound design and engineering by Evan Arnett, who also composed and performed our original theme.
1: And to stay updated on all things Geeked, be sure to follow Netflix Geeked on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Bye!